in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbossadown.com. People ask me, how do you put up with these two? My answer, good snacks and video games. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 535. 535 episodes of the Ron and Don Show. And if you just got started and this is the first episode you're listening to, Ron, it must be exciting for a lot of people because they have 534 other episodes that they get to listen to of the Ron and Don Show. Yeah, what I recommend is getting in your car and driving to Patagonia in South America and back, and you probably will catch up (laughs) with all the episodes. I appreciate all the people that find us for the first time. They're like, wow, I used to listen to you guys on Terrestrial Radio. I didn't know you were doing real estate, great real estate agents. We uh, serve a lot of people in the Ron and Don Nation regionally, so it's been a lot of fun. We've got to meet a lot of you. And so when people find it for the first time, like my dentist the other day, he comes in and goes, holy, as he pulled down his mask, he's like, as he's peering into my mouth. You notice Dennis always asks you questions when, when they got yeah. shiznit in your mouth. Right. He wants to have a conversation, and I my I was getting a, a, a root canal kind of rebooted and canaled. And uh, he's wanted to have a conversation about you and me and what we're doing in the Ron and Don show. And then I came back for the second time. He's like, oh, my God, I found the podcast, Ron. Right. So, <laughs> but, and I don't even correct anybody anymore correct when they anybody. call me Ron. Just so. a, a quick side note on that. I was talking to uh, a Dick over at Sign Pros for our real estate signs. And he's like, I don't know if I can do podcasts. If you're listening to this and you have a friend that used to listen to Ron Don show, can you just show him how easy it is to do podcasts? Because he was just like, I don't know how to do it. and I learn. It's like, Dick, just get your phone out. I can show you in five minutes. You can listen on your way home. So somebody yeah. like help a friend learn how to do podcasting for the first time. I love that. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that a very famous actor had a lifetime pass to go backstage with the Rolling Stones. And then within 24 hours, he lost it. And we'll tell you why. I'm going to ask Ron. I'm going to ask all of you. If you had a lifetime pass for one band and you could go backstage anywhere in the world and follow them when they go on tour, who would it be and why? I think I know Ron's. I think mine might surprise you. Also, swimming through Paris? Let's do it. Ron and I have been to Paris, and damn, is that a dirty river. Well, they're working on that, and just instead of taking a boat down the river, now you can swim? Well, not yet. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. There's a new article out that Ron and I both read and consumed. And hey, you guys, uh, check this out. If you're a renter and not a buyer, look out, because your landlord might be someone's baby. How about that? Yeah, this is interesting. And I, we've talked about this uh, several years ago, the concept of purchasing a house for a child and, and what that would mean over the life of the child. Now, the article sort of um, talked about some, I think, some fear-mongering cases, like what happens if you get divorced, What, like sort of like that it's not a good idea in all circumstances. I think if you structure it right, it is a great idea in, in all circumstances, but it really is important how you do it out front. Here's the concept. Um, you, you and whoever you're with has a child. And so as part of the investing in their future, 
Uh, a lot of people try to do a savings account for college, which I'm, I still think is a great idea. If you have the, the means to do it, um, buying a house and putting it in their name or even in a trust where they are the beneficiary of that trust, and then you, having it as a rental. So let's say you did this right when a child was born. They're one year old. And, and to your point, we're not legal experts. I would not put it in their name, but I would sit down uh, with an attorney that understands a trust. And, and, and what you said, the second part of that, because I, I, I've done this, I would, I would agree with that. So. Right, so you need to get legal counsel on, how, on the, yeah. the best vehicle to set this sure. up. Yeah. But the concept for the, the, the um, person is, now for 18 years until they become an adult, you are managing this rental on behalf of your child. So it can be an Airbnb, it can be a long-term rental, whatever style of rental you want it to be, it's an investment property and it is just chugging along for 18 years. Now, when this kid turns 18 or 21 or 25, whenever you want to give them control of it, uh, they they have a couple of option, options. Number one is you can sell the house take those profits and that pays for their education or starting a business or taking a gap year or whatever it wants, setting them up for, for the next phase of their adult or the first phase of their adult life. So depending on the house, that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's step that's option. Number one, number two is they can now take over the management opportunity and say, Hey, this is your property and it's almost paid off. So now you get to manage it and you get to be in charge of the capital repairs and maintenance. And I'm going to, I'm going to teach you this business and hand it over to you. The third thing they can do is move in so they can move in. And now they are living in the house that they are owner of and can pay it off or have roommates or whatever. And so uh, it's a great idea. There are some pitfalls if you do it improperly or if you did get a divorce or however you structured it that you would want to steer clear of. But I, I think it's a fantastic idea. What, what about, and I've, I've heard Kevin O'Leary talk about this with his kids, and he's a billionaire. You see him on Shark Tank. He said his kids have a very clear understanding that he's going to help them and not just through high school, but he will help them and be there for them uh, during college. But he doesn't want them to be a hungry bird in the nest because a hungry bird in the nest, you always have to feed that bird and the bird never gets out of the nest. Or if it finally does, uh, typically it dies near the vest, near the nest. If the baby bird hasn't learned to feed itself and to go out and hunt, what is your take on, parents or a parent or a partner given a child a house and then that baby bird never leaves the nest because everything's been provided for them. What say you? Uh, I mean, let me give some people parenting advice as a guy with no kids. I, I think if you do it correctly, that it, it can be fine. You know, if you have helicopter parented your kid and spoiled that kid and done everything for them, then yeah, it's probably going to crash and burn. But if you have parent, if your parenting style is one to where you're encouraging your kid and supporting your kid, but, and they could say no to the opportunity like that kid. It's funny. I have, I have a very good friend and we were talking the other day and his, his kid just turned 18. And so a situation came up and, and I sort of encouraged him. I was like, your kid is an adult now. So, treat him as an adult 
Uh, don't make the decision for him, but present it to him as if you were presenting it to an adult because you are. And he's like, wow, that's really great advice. That is great. And, and I'm going to do that and Good. bring him in on some of the details because he is an adult. Yeah. And he, and he is smart enough to make that decision. And so I think sometimes people can't get out of their own way of, uh, you know, when your kid is 16, 17, 18, of going, I'm not going to do this for you. I'm going to describe it to you and I'm here to help, but, but you need to make these decisions. Yeah. It's interesting. Like in drinking, my son, I don't think has ever seen me uh, take a drink. I don't want him to grow up in that family. uh, The family that I grew up in where everybody's taking a drink every night all the time. Right. And just, I I look at the damage that that did in my family. And so we, we've broken that chain. But what I don't tell him is I I don't tell him that you can't drink. We start exploring that space. And I say, you know, when you get older, you may decide that you like to drink. You may decide that, that you like to drink socially, or you may decide you like the taste of wine or whatever that is. And then I'll share with him sometimes, not all my experiences, because I don't think he's ready to hear all my experiences, but some of my experiences were drinking, uh, became a challenge for me and maybe why I made some of the decisions that I made. And it opens up a conversation. It opens up his ability to say, hey, you know, and then he's open with me. Hey, this is what's going on at school. This is what kids are doing. This is the pressure that I feel. Instead of saying, this is good, this is bad, yes and no, I'm going to make the decisions for you. Uh, it, it's, it's sitting down as a young person talking about the world that we live in, opening up that path of conversation. Because I don't want to send my kid, if he goes to trade school or college or he travels for a year, if he's never experienced alcohol by the time he's 18 or he doesn't have an understanding of marijuana or he doesn't have an understanding of sex and protected sex and those types of things. Uh, my friend Joe is one of my partners told me this because his kids are so amazing. And, and it's like, Don, you have to have those open conversations while your kids are still home because you don't want to send your kids off to college not having those conversations. And in some cases, not having those experiences and then coming back and sharing their experiences with you. That's when you're sending your daughter off to college and maybe you're asking her, her, her to go to a campus party totally unaware, walking into that party, getting drunk for the first time. And then, and then we know some of the things that can happen sometimes at college after that. Or the same thing for a young man that, that starts taking shots for the first time when they go off to school or trade school, whatever that is. You don't want that to happen. And, and I think we do need to be concerned about the I, – I think Kevin's right. When it comes to that bird, he said it was his mom that taught him that. I think our kids need to feel the pressure of being able to take care of themselves. And at the same time, they don't need the pressure of being burdened. And, and, and this is what happens. Kids go off to school. What, what school costs today compared to when we were all growing up or you listen to this podcast, you've had to pay for it. You could go to a state school back in the day and you could pay $800 a semester, right? So if, if that ended up being a bill for you or your parents, not such a big deal. But now when you go off to school and a semester could be $30,000 for a semester of school, now what you're doing is not only are you placing that burden generationally on your kids, but you're placing that burden generationally on itself. That's why a lot of baby movers have continued to work because they have a number of kids that have gone off to school. They didn't get scholarships. They've had to pay for that education and they're paying out of pocket. They didn't have a 529 plan. They didn't have a plan. And so now here they are taking their retirement money and I've seen this happen and they're paying for their kids' education. What a house allows you to do when you buy a house 
It protects you and your future as a parent if you've decided that you want to help kids beyond high school, which in my case I do. So I've done both. I have a 529 plan for my son that he doesn't know about. And then we have a house, a simple house that I bought with a partner. And our kids' names are on that trust. And at some point, that house will become a vehicle to pay for their education. And then when it's done paying for their education, they still have a house. (laughs) That's pretty badass. But they're not getting that house when they're 18. And they're not getting it when they're 25. But maybe, maybe at 35, maybe they'll have a house. We will see you on the other side of it. Hey, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. Been saying that for like a decade and a half. And get this. How about a quick fact, you guys? Did you know the services at Les Schwab? They offer help, yeah, for your tires. But then they do other stuff, too. How about brakes? Have an alignment. Uh, you want to do some steering? I think that that's important. They can help with that. How about your suspension? Yeah, Les Schwab. They have expertise in all different areas. So when you're ready to hit the road, you want to stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. And guess what? Right now. You're going to save lots of money during their spring tire sale. Biggest sale of the year. Save up to $175 when you buy four select tires with Les Schwab financing. And best of all, when you buy your tires at Les Schwab, you also get their best tire value promise. What does that mean? It'll take care of your flats for free, free rotations, free rebalancing, and so much more. I just love the word free. Schedule an appointment at LesSchwab.com or stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since when? Let's say it together, 1952. Hey, you guys, back to the Ron and Don show in a moment. I love those guys. They (laughs) are amazing. Speaking about being amazing, do you want to be amazing in 2023? We have a 2023 life-changing event coming up. There are 30 people on February 16th. It costs nothing. There's no flim-flam. There's no bait and switch. But we have raised the bar here. We don't want just 30 people showing up that want to meet us because we can meet you some other time. And believe believe you me, we're not that exciting. Ron, this specifically, we are dialing into our health and we're dialing into our wealth when it comes to building wealth and health through the power of real estate, right? Yeah, so 30 people. And we are going to do a two-hour event here. And I guarantee you, if you really lean into this and you really listen to it, we are going to come up with a custom game plan just for you to acquire that first piece of real estate. It's probably not going to be tomorrow. It might take six months. It might take a year. But if you are ready to go on this journey with us, that's who we want to partner with. So if you're motivated, this rings true. Go to ronanddon.com slash change. It's limited to 30 people. Ronanddon.com slash change. We'll see you everybody february 16th and now back to the show all right you guys welcome back to the uh the ron and don show uh ron and i a number of years ago before the pandemic went on a really cool trip and we went to london went to paris we went to normandy and i got to do something really cool is run through the streets of paris and then we also jumped on a boat with your brother and we had a tour and i i have to say the the architecture, and I'd never been there before, is breathtaking. History does really come alive when you see it. It's one of the reasons if we have the ability for our kids to travel, they should travel when they're young. So uh, I'm getting ready to take my son to New Orleans to uh, uh, 
something that's similar to the Jazz Fest. He plays the trumpet. He's going to see trumpets played in a way that he has never heard the trumpet played before on the banks of the Mississippi. It's something called the French Quarter Fest. It's between, if you ever really want to go to a cool festival in New Orleans that nobody knows about, is it's right after Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras can be bone chilling and really cold and rainy and all that. And people think Mardi Gras is just Fat Tuesday. It goes on for a month there. There's over 200 parades. Uh, there is a little bit of drinking, I will just say, but it's a lot of fun. And it's it's one of the only times I really saw a black and white culture come together on the streets of New Orleans. And it wasn't people that were living in mansions uptown and people that were living in a place like the Lower Ninth Ward. Everybody kind of stays in their places in their neighborhoods. Everybody comes out and they cook for each other and they stand on ladders and family cuts throat. Sometimes people think Mardi Gras is girls gone wild. It, it, it is down in the French Quarter and it's a lot of guys looking for that and it doesn't really exist. The boobs you see, you don't want to see. You just don't. Uh, but when you go uptown, it, it's really a cool family gathering. And for for over a century now, families down there make these ladder these ladders with boxes. They decorate them. They're very young kids or grandkids get up on these ladders. They catch the throws from the parades. And then they barbecue right out there on the parade ground. It's super cool. The other thing that people love is Jazz Fest. I don't love Jazz Fest because it's so damn hot during Jazz Fest. So in between, in April, there's something called French Quarter Fest where you can stand on the banks of the Mississippi. Uh, what do you like? Did you like Mardi Gras when you lived there? Did you like Jazz Fest? Or did, did you like this thing that I love called called French Quarter Fest? Uh, I like French Quarter Fest as well. It's, it's more intimate. It's more local acts. It's a little more manageable. It's, I like the location better. Um, Jazz Fest is at the horse track. Yeah. And last time I was there, admittedly, the lineup is amazing at Jazz Fest. I saw the the original lineup of Fleetwood Mac, but which was a great show, especially with Lindsey Buckingham as before, uh, you know, Christy McVeigh passed away. So it was a great lineup and I loved it. I was in rubber boots in three inches of mud, though, standing yeah, and watching a, that show because yeah. it had rained the night before. But, you know, if you like the the bill that year, it can be great. Um, yeah, those festivals are, are phenomenal. And you're standing next to the Mississippi that you would never want to swim in, yeah. never want to get in that no. river. It is gross. Uh, all the riverboats going by in the fast move. You would, you would drown in, in the Mississippi. Yeah. So, so back to Paris, it was very different being on that boat with you and your brothers, seeing this incredible architecture, but then also seeing how incredibly dirty the water was there. And I'm like, damn, are they ever going to clean this up? And it looks like, damn, they, they, they might clean it up and uh, we may be able to swim through. I ran through Paris. What about going back and swimming through Paris? This is interesting because Paris made a bid for the Olympic Games. And part of their bid was because uh, Paris had hosted the Olympic Games, I think around 100 years ago. And the some of the events were swum, swam uh, in right. the river there. It swum did. Swum did. Yeah. Uh, Proper and, English, please. And so part of their bid was we are going to restore these historic swimming sites in the Seine. And uh, they they won the bid. And so now they're on the clock to do this. And so the um, first thing is they had to divert the human waste that was being dumped into the river because the, just the way – in fairness to people 200 years ago, where else are you going to put the human waste? Like they had not invented uh, – like electricity wasn't even a thing really yet. So like you, you had gravity-fed – systems to try to keep disease out of the population they just dump stuff in the river so and they also would dump bodies in the river they would dump everything just got dumped in the river that was like the landfill of the day so they're having to literally divert 
centuries old or hundred year old uh, sewage systems and, and reconfigure that, which is no small feat uh, in historic places where you have to dig down and untangle all of the, like, you know, all of the different pipes and different systems that are underground. Did there. you say it's no small Lafitte? Hey, uh, the other thing that I found fascinating is, is Paris is building a water retention tank for when it rains there that I believe is the largest in the world. It's something like, uh, I, I don't want to overstate it, but it's, it's like two football fields wide by 150 feet deep. And it, it holds millions of gallons of rainwater because that that's another thing that would happen that would foul the river. So they're, they're getting this ready. I think it'd be phenomenal. I, I didn't realize that there was an Olympic swimming marathon. I've never seen that event on TV, but I'm sure it'll get coverage in yeah. the Paris Olympics where it's like 10 kilometer swim wow. and they'll be through the river. They're going to have some of even like, can you imagine Michael Phelps swimming the hundred meter freestyle in a river, mm. a river. And it, it's sort of, it's, it's not going to be in the river itself. It's like adjacent to the river, but the river water is in there. Yeah. So they're doing right now. They're like, Hey, we've cleaned it up enough to where nine times out of 10, it, it meets the clean water standards to swim. We're going to clean it up even more so that we can have this there, but they, like, they don't want Michael Phelps or someone like him to swim and at the end of the race he's being interviewed by NBC and he's like wow I'm pooped. <laughs> hey oh wow the dad jokes and, are and full of force. I, but I, will I, swimmers be allowed to go in the river? They won't and if they do it'll turn purple on your television sets. So um <laughs> looking back now uh on your first European trip what what is the great I, I have my favorite moments of that trip and I think they're probably different than yours. Yeah. Is, is there one that you Remember that you're like, I never thought I would see this. Yeah, I think it's sitting on a farm table in the countryside in Paris uh, with my friends and, and with you and our friends. Uh, listening to you guys play cards downstairs. You guys are having a glass of wine. I went to bed early. I got up and I ran through the hedgerows. The sun wasn't up yet. And the sun came up as I run through the hedgerows. Knowing that's where these brave 17, 18, 19 year old American soldiers, the first paratroopers really in the United States ever, many of them had only practiced jumping out of a plane three times. And here they are jumping behind the big 88s, thinking of those boys that would come ashore. You took a picture of me that I didn't know. And I think I was standing on Utah Beach looking out, reimagining those boats, the fear coming ashore, standing in those Wiedershawn nets of other young German and older German men because they thought the Americans would never come to that shore. Uh, and that, they and those Wiedershawn nets, and these weren't necessarily Nazis. These were German soldiers that were forced to fight. And, uh, and, and there they are just killing each other with machine guns. And as those boys came ashore, standing on that shore, knowing that if they didn't run and run forward, freedom is always forward in our lives is what I learned. And I tell my son that, myself that. I think about that every day when I light a candle in the morning. Freedom is forward. Freedom is forward. Freedom is moving forward. For the boys that move forward, they would live. Some would go on to Paris. Uh, if you didn't move forward, if you stayed in the water, if you tried to turn around, if you tried to go back to those big ships, there was no way to reboard those big ships. Many of the Higgins boats that they were using, which was Mississippi River technology to take the boys from the big ships and drop them off on those beaches, they made a CDX plywood. Many of them sunk. Uh, many of those boys were killed right in those boats, but for those that got ashore and they, they, they got to these built in shore bunkers, freedom was always forward. And I try to remember that in my life. I appreciate 
the picture that you took of me standing on the beach thinking about this. I wrote about this. Uh, and I look at that picture that you took of me a lot, Ron, and I think about, wow, are my calves small? Uh, I should really – I think about that every day when I go to the gym and I work on my really small, skinny calves. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, big announcement on the Ron and Don Show. Mitch Weeks has changed his name to Mitch is Strong. Yeah, Mitch is strong <laughs> when it comes to financing. And a lot of people out there, Mitch, they think, hey, do I have to put 20, 25, 30% down on a house? What does Mitch Strong Weeks say about this? What say you? Great question. No, most people think 20%, and that used to be the number, but first-time homebuyers can actually put as little as 3% down, which is huge. Houses are still expensive. They really are. And if you can put 3% down and just on a million-dollar home, that's as little as $30,000. A lot easier to save $30,000 than two hundred. I'll tell you what. Absolutely. So Mitch is what he's, what he's going to do when you meet with him and you go to Mitch.loans, set up your time to talk to Mitch. He's going to show you all the programs, not just one program or not just one bank. You're going to have all the different programs, all the different rates, all the different time frames, and all the different ways to get into a house, even if you have 3% down. So switch to Mitch. It's really easy. You can go to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys. Welcome back to the show. Uh, real quick before our final story. Uh, what was your what was, what was your favorite part of our uh, trip to Perry, as I like to call it, in, uh, in French? Two things different than yours. One is it brings brought me and brings me tremendous uh, fulfillment and pleasure to watch someone that I care about it is important to me experience travel for the first time in that way. Yeah, it's so like watching you and my brother. Like your minds being blown repeatedly every day was incredible for me because it sort of brings you back to the first time that I did something like that. And, and like one thing jumped out to me right away is I remember first time we were we were going somewhere and I told you guys, okay, we're gonna get on this train and we're gonna go four stops and then when I get off, you get off. And both of you were like, well, how do you know? And it's like, don't worry about how I know. Just we're gonna get on the yellow train. Go count four stops. We're going to, but what if it's like, listen to me. You're like, the sides are all in French. That's because we're in France. So like, just, we're going to get on. And then eventually after we did it a few times, it sort of started to click. So something as simple as that was really fun for me to watch. Uh, and then probably the, uh, the, I remember I'd always wanted to go to Mont St. Michel, which is this Island that uh, looks like you're going into Harry Potter universe and it, it was so that was incredible for me that it, the Nazis took over, yeah, and and it had to be taken from them. So yeah, and then the um, just like walking the Champs Elysees and going to the Arc de Triomphe and the, and the uh, and the Eiffel Tower and like grabbing a French baguette and, and Notre a cup Dame of coffee. At Notre, Notre Dame at night was cool. Notre Dame at night. So like all of those things to me, experiencing that with with two people that had never done it uh was was probably my fondest memory now a couple years on yeah love that also i know you love live shows owen wilson our final story owen wilson has come alive in our house again because we're we're finally able to start watching kind of ben stiller movies which i've always actually i wanted to watch dodgeball with my son but it's a little dodgy right you forget about some scenes he's well he fast as i shared before 
I don't have to fast forward the TV. My mom used to jump in front of the TV when there's a sex scene and go, kids, it's okay. It's okay. They're married. And, 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 and it was okay because they're married, but she still wouldn't let us watch it. And, and you didn't have a remote back then to stop the play or fast forward. So she jumped, she would jump in front of the TV. So, my son does that to himself. He just, he pulls out the clip. It is uncomfortable watching that with your dad. He'll watch There's a bikini scene in there where they're doing a car wash and it's before these guys start doing the car wash and it's, it's some beautiful girls during a car wash. And so he, he will fast forward that. So I don't, I, I don't have to worry about it. Uh, but, we are enjoying Ben Stiller and all the characters that play with him, including Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson is a new movie that's kind of where he, it looks like he's playing a caricature of Bob Ross, the painter. Yeah, he's, it's sort of, uh, I don't think it's a biopic. It's sort of like a, 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 an imagining of what it would have been like to be a guy like Bob Ross and not be Bob Ross. Uh, and so he's got a big sort of white guy with a fro painting and he's traveling around and, and some of the elements of bob ross's life but i, I don't think it's a sanctioned mo- documentary or they something. have to be careful because the, the people that own bob ross's name and likeness uh are very litigious they yeah they will take you to court so people are very careful about what they do and they say around bob ross including bob ross's son who's who's been in had some legal issues concerning his father as well so so anyway i thought it was interesting you go out on a press junket you have to tell a story and in order to get some headlines and talk about the movie, which Owen Wilson has done. And one of the stories he's telling is that, hey, I went to this Rolling Stone show and I had a lifetime pass to the Rolling Stone show, right? Yeah, he was uh, friendly with someone very close to the band. They, I guess, have this special laminate where it's good for life. As long as you have it, you can go into the shows. He... uh was like, I want to see how, if it is all access. So he started like poking around, <laughs> like seeing if anyone's going to stop him going. Away. That would be something you would do, Ron. <laughs> and so he ends up being on the side of the stage where Mick needed to, there was part of the show that Mick had to go to this spot. And so all of a sudden he's standing there in all white, which you're, really sticks out. Mick is or Owen is? Owen is. Owen is. So it's like people can see him. Like he's, you're supposed to wear dark colors when you're by there. And so he says he's standing there and all of a sudden Mick is running at him and he froze. He's like, I don't know what to do. And so one of the backstage people saw this, runs over, grabs him, ends up uh, revoking his lifetime pass. He said he had it for one day <laughs> and uh, he regretted doing that. But uh, who would your band that you want backstage for life to be uh and i have who do you who do you who do you who do you think it would be i would think uh if he was still alive it would have been john denver sure but uh he's not he's no longer with us so we'll play alive and dead i I uh, think dead you're you are correct sir i think that your lifetime pass is for foo fighters oh you know what? We introduced Foo Fighters. We got to meet the Foo Fighters. We they were doing a kind of a practice session down in New Orleans. We had just moved down there. We were DJs on a station called The End, very similar to The End that was here in Seattle. Uh, they were patterned after each other. Do you remember that when we? I do. With the Red Eye Vault, small venue. I think it was Red Eye Jacks, and we got to introduce them. And people in the venue didn't know that the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl were even showing up and playing that night. So yeah, they, their minds a, were blown. The Meatpacking District in this little venue, and uh, it was great. So, is it not the Foo Fighters? For me, it's Kenny Chesney. For really, yeah, that does surprise me. Wow, the Kenny Chesney shows. The overall shows are so fun, and. There's a lot of the, it, it always amazed me because guys will say, where are all the women in Seattle? Well, where they are is they're out trail running. They're at yoga class. 
They're in spin class. They're taking care of themselves. They're eating right. They might be out at a food truck. That's where they are. And they're all at the Kenny Chesney show. That's all I have to say about that. What about you? <laughs> uh, who do you think mine would be? Uh, you two, for sure. Yeah. No, it's wouldn't oh, hang be on, you hang two. On, hang on, hang on. Smaller band, bigger band? Because I don't know if you can go much bigger. Uh, diff- a different band. Okay. Huh. I, I do not listen to you two as I much as I think dead, it might be Prince. And I think alive, uh, let me think. Alive, alive, alive. Uh, let me go with Eric Clapton. No, my uh, it is anti Semite thoughts. <laughs> right, it's yeah. not Eric Clapton. If I could have a lifetime pass right now for any band, it would be Radiohead. Oh, really? Uh, I saw them uh, at, I think it was still Key Arena, it was the, the first time I've seen them live. It was easily one of my top three shows of my life. Their stuff is always interesting, musicianship is off the charts uh you the it, it's incredible what they can do with that band and if i could just i'll go backstage and be a part of of that traveling circus like it, it's really in my for my money is probably the best band in the world right now okay uh and i've, I've seen you two enough to know the know the gig let me get a little more live. focus final question what if it's rap i'm gonna go with ll cool j for the same reason that I went with Kenny Chesney. <laughs> if, if it's hip-hop for me. <laughs> Watch LL Cool J when he hosts, and then also when he's honored on Kennedy Center Honors. Just Google LL Cool J. Uh, and then also Google, it's, one year you have Sting singing the hits as, as Bruce Springsteen is getting honored. And then the following year, Bruce Springsteen is down there singing to Sting. And the thing is, they'll honor four or five people if you've never watched this. And they're given the presidential award. They go to a lunch. And then all these artists come out that they don't know are there, and they sing their music back to them. And also, Google Eddie Vedder singing to U2. They didn't know that U2 was going to come, that Eddie Vedder is going to come out and sing to them. Uh, and he Best wasn't, one ever is and he wasn't doing... supposed to, he's supposed to be Mary J. Blige. And they're like, Hey, you were supposed to sing one song. We need you to sing all the U2 songs. And he came out and I'm fully convinced that if Bono wrote the songs and Eddie Vedder recorded the songs, I think some of those hits would even be bigger than they already are. The They're best one of hits. all time is Heart singing for Led Zeppelin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if my hip hop thing would have been the Beastie Boys. To be backstage with them, of course, uh, one member of the band passed away, so that isn't it. My current one, which is going to be obscure, is called Run the Jewels. Uh, it's a New York producer MC called LP, E-L slash P, and uh, Killer Mike from Atlanta. It is the best like hip-hop of the last decade is yeah. Run the Jewels. Love it. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron. I'm Don. Don't forget, hit us on the social medias. He is Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill's. I just shared. And everything, everything is at ronanddonsitdown.com. If you need to sit down with us, uh, it's something that we can do virtually. We like to do it in the mornings, but if it's something you have to do on the weekends or in the evening, we can carve out a time, I think. Right? Yeah, so if life has handed you a curveball and you need to change your housing situation, we're very good at that. Uh, let's do a sit down. If you are aspirational and like, I want to stop being a renter, start being an owner, or uh, I own a home and I want to get an investment property, we also specialize in that. So, uh, and, and buyers, we have a, a new buyer's agent, Mara, that can be on our team, and I'm going out with some buyers tomorrow. So all three of those categories, let's start with a sit down reach out to us at ronanddon.com yeah and then we do a ronanddon stand up
after that. Wow, the jokes are coming fast, but not furious today. <laughs> that is so stupid. I heard uh, someone on so the dumb, I just It's said that. dad joke o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Ron and I are going to do some coaching on my son's flag football team. And uh, did you get your spot belt cleats yet? Your built in uh, shorts? I have not gotten any new cleats. Okay. But I do have to get the bill with the straight thing and the the bike shorts. And then uh, we got to make sure we have aviators on and just start blowing those whistles. (laughs) One of my friends is going to come help too, Scott. He's like, I know nothing about football. I said, you're perfect. That's great. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don show. Don't forget episode 537 this week. Is it 537? Yeah. Real estate only drops on Friday, about 17 minutes. You are going to love it. We do it every Friday. So this show drops every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, then on Friday, Ron and Don, real estate only. And thanks for listening to that because that thing is blowing up. Kaboom. That wasn't a real bomb, you guys. That was me imitating a bomb. So, and you are the bomb sauce. Don't forget that. <laughs> we'll see you next time, maybe tomorrow for episode 536. This is the Ron and Don Show. Oh, on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.